2: Washington football team nation we are here week one
3: this is Tay this is Todd and like he said we are here I mean you can hear the extra excitement in both of our voices (laughs) this is our first ever game preview week one against the Philadelphia Eagles Tay we're previewing an NFL game a Washington football game this is crazy I don't even know how to do this we've never done this before
2: yes this is exciting i I'm, I'm thrilled i'm shocked this is like the night before christmas yeah. um uh i'm i'm just excited first i want to say i want to apologize that we've been getting good comments about our our audio i'm i'm in a car right now driving so please forgive us we'll be back on the set with the good audio when we get back to our regular yeah. circumstances <laughs> yeah
3: and you sound good honestly you do sound good and uh also our last episode suddenly my mic got low that was weird it got super low and so Sorry about that, but we're getting it all sorted out. So, okay. Uh, Also, Michael Phillips sat down with us from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. It was really cool of him to join us. It was a cool conversation. We talked about everything from training camp, Ron Rivera, his impact, what he's seen firsthand. Um, We recorded it on Wednesday before the Thursday night game, so there may be some reference to that. But uh, that was a good conversation. That's the second half. Just before that, we're going to do just a quick just week one preview, a look at Philadelphia, how they'll win, I mean, if they win, how? If they lose, how? Bold predictions, that sort of thing. So, Tay, um, week one, Philly, if Washington wins, how will they have done it? It's going to start with the D-line.
2: I think it's going to start in the trenches. The D-line is going to have to play big. The O-line is going to have to play big. I expect the O-line to play very well. I think the running game is going to get started. But I think they're going to have to get some short passes, just like we see Mahomes and Watson. Their their coordinators got them involved early and, and got some short passes. I think that's what's going to have to happen. And um the trenches. I think it's gonna start with the trenches. If okay, we yeah.
3: yeah. You um yeah, you kinda of took the words out of my mouth with the quick pass game where I think that they're gonna start with the run for one. I think they're gonna to try to get the run established. One to get the whole offense the line, everybody in a rhythm. For the quarterback, I think they'll start with some get to your drop, throw. Uh, watching Dwayne last year, he did well with that. Even even against the Vikings and against the Giants, he did well when it was get to get to your three or five step drop, deliver the ball on an out, on the slant, on a curl, whatever it may be. Um, the struggles came more when it was it was sit there and read. Right, he'll be better at that this year. But to start to get him in a rhythm, I think they'll come out quick, step, throw, and also running the ball. So if they win, I think it'll be because the defensive line really dominated really dominated the eagles didn't even allow them to um get into those comfortable second uh, second and short third and short situations you force them into passing downs and then you you make went scramble or sack him whatever maybe on defense and then offensively it's just um not putting too much on Dwayne to start at least the, at least the game uh just getting him comfortable and success in the running game as well if they lose tay why will that happen
2: I think it's going to happen because the secondary, we're banged up a little bit. As of right now, Kendall Fuller is doubtful. I see that can possibly change. It depends on how today goes, as we see with Mike Evans' situation there, how he moved from doubtful to questionable, and it looks like he's going to play. Hopefully that happens, but if not, I think our secondary, every time we play the Eagles, they run this quick passing game and where our deep, our defenders are always 20 yards back, and our pass rush it has a hard time getting to, to Wince most of the time, I think of it um we're gonna have to play man-to-man coverage let's get in their face let's disrupt them and it's gonna if we lose I think it's gonna be because of the secondary
3: yeah um yeah I, I, I agree I think if we lose the game it'll be because the secondary was allowing big plays I think it'll be because you let Deshaun Jackson beat you if Rager plays you let him beat you with his speed and um and and yeah and then I think also on the defensive line it'll be because the Eagles get into a rhythm throwing the ball quick getting out of one's hands the defensive line doesn't have a chance to make the effect that they should be able to and then offensively I think it would just be Dwayne struggles I mean because at the end of the day even if the run game doesn't work whatever it may be he'll have the opportunity as the quarterback to make the plays the most and if Dwayne struggles and the secondary struggles I think that's why they would lose so um uh, I guess we made our prediction. So, so what's a what's a bold prediction for this game for you, Tay? Bold well, prediction. I'm gonna
2: say. Let's see. I have so many, but one <laughs> that I one that I would personally like to see is Troy Apke get a pick, a game selling pick or a big pick uh, that that just changes the game around and uh, hopefully in our favor as, as a result in a blowout win. But
3: think,
2: yeah. uh, just a pick by Apke. I think I, I, I assume he'll get a pick this week.
3: Okay. I think for me, especially after watching uh, Clyde Edwards-Lair go off, I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson. Mm. I'm going to go with uh, 130 all-purpose yards. Wow. Rushing, wow. receiving, whatever it may be. I'm going to go with him getting the ball a lot. Hopefully it's not garbage time stuff, but yeah. that's my bold prediction there. Um, it seems like Lane Johnson, there's a chance he might not play as well at right tackle, and I think if, if that happens, then that just increases your odds even more. If you're missing him and you're missing Rager – Deshaun Jackson. Then you can really key on Deshaun Jackson, right? Even without right. Kendall Fuller, um, and then offensively, Kendall is really the, the only guy that we're missing. Uh, starter, I guess, critical piece that we're missing. Everyone else is, right. is going to the game healthy, so that's encouraging. Um, again, if Philly wants to stop the rush, they got to go quick, quick game. So you got to just try to stop the quick game or screen pass or the play action. Tackling, 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 tackling exactly. Tackling. And um. And running and, and and obviously have to stop the the running game as well, so that they can't just use that to kill us, right? You right. you may give up one or two, but you have to if they go first and second down runs, you got to get them in third and eight plus, right? Third and right. seven plus, um, and and then Wentz again. Wentz was dealing with something in his back. It seems like he's fine. He's practicing fully, but. If you are able to get to him a lot, we're not talking about injuring him or trying to injure him at all. We're talking about just just hurting him, hitting him physically, banging him up, right? That way he's not comfortable. And I think that's what it comes down to. Defensive line cannot let Wentz be comfortable in the pocket. Also, you can't let him be comfortable out of the pocket. (laughs) You have to just get to him. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, so I think we're both predicting wins for this game, right? Absolutely.
2: Uh, uh, I, I feel, yes. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, I, for me, it comes down to the injuries. Philly just has so many injuries. Who's to say what injuries will or won't happen during the game, obviously for either team. All right. But Deshaun Jackson goes down. If a, if a, if a Carson Wentz goes down, right, mm-hmm. that's a bigger loss than it would be on our side. So, right. yeah. Um, okay. Philly. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're just, we're going to see what happens. We're going to um. one thing we'll be doing is we'll be reviewing after the game, uh, I guess Tuesday, whenever the coaches film drops, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll each be doing our own kind of segment of reviewing the offense, reviewing the defense, and kind of just breaking it down. So that will it's something we'll be able to look forward to next week. Also, just going into the game, I hope we're all—I don't know what it is—I hope we're all on the same page that this team will lose games this year. You know, it doesn't even mean that they'll lose more than they win, but they will lose games. So. We should just try to not take every loss as the end of the world. A loss is a loss. Move on to the next one. So even if they don't beat Philly, it's week one. We have another game, 15 more games after that. That's my mentality, at least, Tate. I think that's all I've got. Do you have anything else to add? No, let's go.
2: (laughs) This is what we've been waiting for. Uh, I'm excited. I'm
3: thrilled we got Chase Young. Oh, man right right uh, right i'm telling you if lane johnson doesn't play there in serious trouble for, <laughs> seriously and then if, if if del rio goes aggressive and has them in guys faces has an pressing. oh my so goodness just get the quick game going i think the only thing that would stop you from pressing is deshaun but yes if you keep a safety over top of him abke's got four three speed keep a safety yes, top top of deshaun those guys on the other side handle their <laughs> own i mean and then if, if no one's there, Ertz is the is the other guy you have to worry about. Yeah, and go and go, Bert, go Yeah, yeah. Go there. Um, uh, got her, got her. Got her. Yeah, um, Deion Hamilton, and I think that'll come down to Sean Dan Hamilton, Jimmy Moreland kind of in the in the middle in the nickel, but uh, and, and Landon Collins and Apke as well. So uh, it, it'll, just be, it'll be cool to see all of it, the new offense, the new defense, and I think they're going to work Dwayne slowly, give him a chance to get his rhythm going. <laughs> we saw it yeah. work for Mahomes. We saw it not work for Deshaun because his offensive line wasn't giving him time. So, all right, this is it. We're going into game one. Um, our conversation with Michael Phillips from the Richmond Times-Dispatch, coming this team for years. Uh, it's a fun conversation. He's he's a really cool guy, and he had a lot of stuff to say. He predicted not something so great for the team this year, but, but you can understand it. It's okay. It's fine. So, we're going to go into that now. And the next time that we talk, Tay – the Washington football team will have played and they will be 1-0 and or 0-1-1 or technically <laughs> 0-0-1. <laughs> <But> oh, <well. laughs>
2: probably,
3: not. <laughs> probably not that. So looking forward to that. We will talk to you next week. This is Todd.
2: This is Take Hail to the Washington football team.
3: <laughs> yep. All right. Signing off. Let's go to Michael Phillips. We are joined by Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Thank you for joining us, Michael.
4: Great to be here and uh, great great to have a game to
3: talk about. I know. Isn't that crazy? It it feels like it would never come. And so the fact that it's here and we're talking to you about it is just, it almost feels like we're dreaming. So (laughs) let's just get right to it. Like you said a moment ago, we actually have football to talk about it and the alternative is not talking about football. So um, I want to ask you first. You've been covering this team for a while. I know it's been many years. How many years has it been? Uh,
4: 2013 was my first year. Okay. Uh, I, was, I was there for the 2012 playoff push, uh, gotcha. but not the entire season, yeah.
3: Okay, so seven years – so over seven years been covering this team. So you were here for um, – majority of your time has been with uh, Jay Gruden and uh, his operation. So this is the first year of something fresh. So I wanted to, training camp's over, but just what you've seen from being out at camp and from being out at practice, if you could speak to some of the more obvious differences in what had been taking place at camp and practice for the last five years and what's been taking place now.
4: Yeah, I know people are probably tired of hearing nice things about Jake or or about uh, Ron Rivera from those of us who have been around him every day, but man, this guy's the real deal. It's just it's really impressive the way the players have responded to him. And, you know, even just, you know, things like, you know, when you text him, he, he texts you back. He's cordial. He asks about your family, all that stuff like that. Like the little things that go, you know, go a long way. Uh, if he's doing that with us and the little people, you know, imagine how, how much he's, he's doing it inside the building. Um, not just the players, but, you know, he's talked to the accounting department. He's talked to the HR department up there in Ashburn. They just – the attention to detail and and the way he's willing to kind of be the captain of the ship uh, is very impressive. I I tell people like, you know, Jay Gruden wasn't that obviously. He he was a, he was a fine qualified choice to be head coach though. He he was a very good offensive mind, drew up good plays, did the best he could with some pretty terrible lineups. Um, You know, it picked some bad defensive coordinators. that that was ultimately one of his undoings. Um, So, so it's not that Jay was bad and Ron is good, but, It's different, man. You just just sense Ron Rivera, he has a vision for what he wants this to be. Um, He he works hard to make it happen. It's kind of a Belichick thing where, you know, Belichick knows exactly where he's getting and how he's getting there, but without all the snarliness and, uh, you know, all the unpleasantries of the Belichick.
3: Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. It's good to hear all of that. And like you said, I think when you talk about Jay, one of the biggest uh, mistakes he made was defensive, who he chose to run the defense. I think having – um, Ron is huge, but then having him defensive-minded and Jack Del Rio are, are huge differences as well. So um, yeah, thank you, to speak, thank you for speaking to that. So then, kind of on that same token, um, and, and just about I guess maybe comparisons. I know it's the, I know it's the thief of joy, but um, what you saw last year at camp from a rookie, Dwayne Haskins, mostly with just the third string. And then this year, a second year working all with the ones. Um, what 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 differences did you notice there um, across the board?
4: Man, this is one of the more impressive one-year transformations I've seen. We've seen guys reinvent their style or you know reinvent their personalities over time, but he, he did it so quickly, and you you could just tell he was not mopey, but you know, he, he knew he wasn't wanted there last year. You know, he he knew that it wasn't Jay's idea to bring in a developmental rookie quarterback in a hot seat year. He did not get the training he needed. Um, But, but the way he's responded to Rivera has been remarkable. You, You get the sense that he really wants this. Haskins really wants to be an NFL star. And this is something that, you know, he is understanding and realizing it will not come as easily as it did in college. It will not come with the body type he had last year. Let's just call that what it is. He dude looks a lot better this year and he understands his part of playing the position and being able to do it long-term without getting injured. Um, So, so a big year to year leap. And I I always say this and you got to say this, it's tough. It may not work out for him. Uh, You know, lots of quarterbacks get drafted every year. Lots of quarterbacks get drafted every year in the first round. And we don't hear from them five years later. And it's not because they're not incredibly talented or, or like the very best athletes in America, it's just a hard position to play. It's it's a hard thing to do at the NFL level. So I don't know if it'll work out for him or not. I, I hope it does because you definitely see him putting in the work, putting in the time. Uh, he's got the skills. Uh, it's just a matter of making that next leap, making it work on Sundays.
3: Yeah. Um, so this has been a crazy offseason, and it really started about week five of 2019. But of all the crazy offseasons, which have been many, you covering this team, you having to write about everything, talk about everything, it being your job. How much crazier has this offseason been for you, like strictly from a work perspective?
4: I love that. That's so true. The offseason did start in week five last mm-hmm. year. That is that is why it's felt <laughs> like it's lasted forever. Uh, that's good. Um, it, yeah, it, this this is, I don't know if it's number one because the the Robert Griffin, Mike Shanahan, back and forth, sniping each other all in for week one Uh, year was, was maybe every bit as bonkers. Um, Mm -hmm. Just, just be, and they were coming off a playoff appearance. That's what made that one so insane. It was like, that was a good team that was turning on itself, not even a bad team. Uh, But this is up there. Certainly when you add in the off the field stuff that pushes this over the top for sure. eh? And not just the Washington post report, but the, the minority owners wanting out, uh, you know, the team maybe being up for sale, uh, the name change, uh, all that other stuff. You know, like name change? I mean, you put that in a normal year, and that is the number one story. Like we're right. still talking about it. We're all just, just like processing that and everything. And you know, it was just one in like a series of nine just completely insane things that happened.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's job security, at least for you, right? <laughs> you know, <it>. <laughs> <laughs> drama or success is job security, so one or the other. Um, okay, so and uh, and Tay's gonna have some questions for you as well. I kind of want to ask, I think, just two more, and then I'll hand it over. But again, you've been here for a while. Uh, we've been here. We've been following Steam for a while. Twenty nineteen was a bad year. I mean, it was a bad, bad year. Would you say it was? you know, worse than a 2009, 10, 11, 13, 14, um, 18, the second half? You know, would you say it was like one of the worst that we've seen? I mean, the way they started and and, and everything throughout the whole year or that it was just right in line with those other bad years, the other four and 12, three and 13 years?
4: I would say it rose up there with the Zorans last year. I think Mm Zorans last year, there was just – that, that utter sense of hopelessness. And I wasn't there day to day, but, you know, I, I lived here. So, you know, I, I experienced it. Mm-hmm. Just, I just remember thinking like, that is such a hopeless franchise. They have a terrible coach. They do not have a lot of on the field talent. Their owner does not seem to know what to do. The general manager is very bad. Um, with just that utter feeling of hopelessness across the board. And, you know, you, you got that sense last year of just, does, are there any adults in the room who know what to do here. Yeah. Um, and I think out of that has come Rivera, which is great. So, you know, Gibbs, Gibbs is obviously the closest comparable where you just you look at him and you say, here's a person in the building who knows what he's doing and is in charge. And And look, they may not win all the games. They may not win half the games, but you can at least feel like we are not the Cleveland Browns here. Like we have a competent person at the wheel making decisions and driving us somewhere.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I think it's, and like you said, it was hopeless and, and things have shifted here that there's reason to have hope, especially if Dwayne does show that he can be the guy this year, but with Ron at least, and with certain other pieces being gone as well, which is just as big as some of the names that were added. Right. Um, okay. So you, uh, right around five o'clock, I think it was you released your prediction for the season, right? And, yeah.
4: Uh, yeah, it I was, didn't
3: feel great. <laughs> I, I was reading on. Uh, I was reading it up, and so, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to give it away if, uh, you know. No, you can give you can, you can it away. Four,
4: four and 12, I four said and
3: 12. it. But it was interesting, though, because you, you did say four and 12, but you also did predict that Ron and Dwayne could be here for a while or would be here for a while, but that this year just wouldn't be the year that they find that immediate success. Um, could you, I guess, just briefly – talk about why you are predicting the 4-12, and which is bad, but then the long-term sustainability of two people, which could be good.
4: Yeah, I like everything that's going on. I really do. And I like Dwayne and I like Ron, and I think they're both working hard at it. you got so much, you know, pushing against you this year. And so I'll I'll run it down all the factors briefly. One, you didn't have an offseason. And that matters because it's a new coach, a new system. Um, You know, they were hurt more than most teams. You could play the Eagles in week one. Eagles probably could have rolled out of bed, not not had a training camp. Mm-hmm. Everybody there knows what they're doing. They've been doing it for multiple years. They they know the system. And it's not that way here. You know, Dwayne's still learning. He was making throws in training camp. where He was like, "Oh, that was a terrible throw." But then you learn, like, that was the first time he'd ever run that play. Like, of course he made a bad throw. He, he doesn't know what he's doing yet. He will eventually, but but he's not there yet. Um, and the number two was Ron Rivera's decision to go with young players across the board, which I commend him for. It's a very good decision. Uh, you know, certainly if you keep some of these veterans, maybe if you keep a Sean Davis, keep an Adrian Peterson, you know that that chalks up a few more for you over the course of the season. But he's saying, you know, let's give these young guys reps. Let's get these young guys out there. I love the decision at running back. You give Antonio Gibson those reps instead of Adrian Peterson because in three years. When you're hopefully making a push to the NFC title game, that's the kid who's going to be doing it for you. He will benefit from that NFL experience now. And, and then the big one, the third one, is the schedule, man. I, I, I don't love the, like, let's go through the schedule and, and see how it'll be week by week. Because, you know, some teams will be good, some teams will be bad, some teams will be hurt, all that. But it, it's fair to say this is a brutal schedule. And I, I, you look at the NFC West, the, the division you're paired against, those are four really good teams. Those are four teams that are probably going to beat you. Um, Dallas and Philly, both both better. You know, those are both teams of playoff aspirations. There's another four: Steelers and Ravens. Throw, throw those logs on the fire. I, I'm at ten in games now, where I say right now, this football team's not as good as the other football team. So, you know that that leaves you six to be competitive in. Maybe you steal one of the ten. Maybe you split the other the other six. That's four and twelve. That, that's where I came out. I it gives me no joy to predict that. I hope I'm very wrong. I hope Chase Young has 20 sacks this year. He can point at the press box and give me the finger after it if he wants to. Um, but but you know I I do think good things are happening.
3: Yeah, no, I I it makes sense. I, it's irrational to be angry at that. Coming off a three and 13 year and a no off season, so we get that. And uh, it's funny, we're actually going to be doing ours. I think once we're done recording with you, we're going to do our own predictions, and we'll see what happens there. But. Um, so then on the, on the other side of the token, this is my last question for you. Let's just um, – let's, uh, I guess, humor me for some optimism here for, for just a moment. This is a, kind of a two-part question. They did add a, a playoff spot on both conferences, right? So um, eight and eight, nine and seven. Playoff uh, team is, is much more possible or likely. And then you have a defensive line that you're hoping could be the best in the league, Right. And so uh, on a scale of 0 to 100%, if you had to put down odds that this team would shock and finish, I mean, not even great, let's just say an 8-8 or a 9-7, one, what would be the reasons that that happened? And then two, what is the percentage you would put on that happening?
4: (laughs) Yeah, you know, maybe the year works in their favor. Like, maybe maybe it becomes a 13 or a 14-game season. Like, we're we're seeing this in Major League Baseball where, you know, I – I think you probably have to assume that some team's going to get the coronavirus at some point and have to be shut down. Like, you know, hey, maybe you only have to be seven and six to make the playoffs. And, you know, maybe maybe fortune smiles on you and it's the right three that get bounced. And, and you know, it's, it's the Ravens game that gets scrubbed or whatever. Um, yeah, so I, I could drop some paths to there. You, you, you Buffalo Bills it. Yeah, I don't think Josh Allen's a good quarterback at all, but the Bills find their way into the playoffs with a great defense. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather have Haskins than Josh Allen. I'll say that right now for sure. Uh, you know, maybe maybe he'll prove me wrong this year. Um, so yeah, I, I I would not say zero. I, I think there's ways to do it. I, I think everybody kind of has six pegged as the magic number. If this team goes six and ten, I think everybody's happy. You double up last year, everybody says that's great. So you know, if you can get to six, you can you can lock your way into eight. Uh, a couple things bounce your way. You steal a couple. I, I would certainly, you know, circle that that early trip to Arizona in week two as maybe being an opportunity where they can show what they got. Uh, you know, I'm stalling here before giving you a number. Let let me give you 12 percent. 12 percent. I would <laughs> play it either way.
3: Okay. Well, shot. don't say it's not. It's not possible. No, I'm- <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a chance. <laughs> there's always a chance, and and I'm not even predicting that. I I'm sure I have a number I'd put on it. I don't know what it is, but I'm not the one who's on <laughs> trial here. Uh- <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I appreciate you humoring me. I know Tay's got some stuff for you. I'm gonna give yeah. him a part.
2: Yeah. You know, Michael, the the thing, the reason why I'm optimistic, is because of the crowd. You know, you're not gonna have many fans at these games. So a game in Pittsburgh at the end of the year may not be as 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 you know intimidating. So I, I think four and twelve is kinda rough, but I think six <laughs> six and ten, maybe seven and nine, you give you know, work there. <laughs> but um uh about Antonio Gibson. Uh yeah. what 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 that's that's the one name that everyone wants to talk about. What do you have to say? I don't want to even want to ask a question. When I say Antonio Gibson, what, what comes to mind?
4: He, he, he's, he's part of the reason I'm long-term optimistic, short-term pessimistic. <laughs> he, he's going to be good. Like, you can see all the tools are there, his ability to get into space, his burst, his ability to find the hole. It's all very good. Um, but, but think about the playbook he's learning. He's learning the running back playbook at the NFL level, by the way, after not being running back in college. And then the wide receiver playbook where he's getting out, catching passes in space. So, dude, there's a lot swimming in his head. I and mean, Ron Rivera said that before. Like, there's days where he just looks confused. Um, and what Ron said was, you know, sometimes we, we take plays off his plate, make it easier for him so he can be more of an impact guy. But then we realize we need him out there doing more things because he's so good, and so we pile more on him. So that that's the push and pull. I love this kid's natural talent. I, I think you look at the draft. Two guys I really liked in Rivera's draft were Gibson and Khaliq Hudson late, another guy who you're not going to see Khaliq Hudson this year. He's a developmental guy. But these are players who don't fit a natural position mold in the NFL. You know, Hudson's not a true linebacker. He's not a true safety. He's a hybrid guy. Same with Gibson, who's not a running back, not a wide receiver. He's somewhere in the middle. That's where the value is. There's a lot of coaches and general managers that won't touch that. They'll say, he doesn't fit my system. We have a system. No, um, but but Rivera's brought these guys in. And he's catering an offense to them. I, I think there's real value there, and I'm excited about that.
2: Yeah, it's it's funny when you have uh, kind of a couple of friends who are diehard Eagles fans, and they're texting me saying how they drafted Antonio Gibson and how they're starting in Week One. So there's a lot of optimism. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of optimism uh, around Antonio Gibson. Another question I had was, you know, Ron Rivera, he's preaching tempo, tempo, tempo in practice. How can, can, you, can you notice that tempo in practice? And also, how is it from the last regime?
4: Yeah, you, well, you, you, the practices have been more intense. That's certainly a, an observation a lot of people have made. Um, not, there haven't been, like, it's not daily two-a-days, grind them down. He's picked his spots. I want to say maybe there's been six practices where in those six, like, they have done an entire game's worth of work which Jay would have never done. Like, Jay would Jay would have never made the offensive lineman do 70 snaps in a day, you know. Like, he, the, the, the quantity of plays they're doing is, is pretty insane. Um, and I think you need it this year, yeah, I, especially with guys not having done OTAs and mini camps, Like, I think it's probably going to be a good strategy to get these guys ready for game week, and, and hopefully you don't see them fade in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, I, that was kind of a, a knock on Jay was that the second halves weren't great. And I, I would not expect that under Rivera. These guys will be very well conditioned.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. And it's, it's just exciting hearing that we're at tempo and just seeing the, the weapons we have on on offense and uh, just getting excited about it. Another question I had is as far as Ron Rivera, obviously he mispracticed yesterday and he came in late uh, today from, from the reports we see. How, when it comes to Jack Del Rio, Coaching or filling in that role, how are the players responding and the, and the rest of the coaching staff responding? Uh, I know we we get the visual of it and we try to picture it, but we would like to know how how it goes. Does the show still go on? No drop off. I know we hear it from Rivera, but we would love to you know hit, pick your brain about that and see how it is when when Jack is coaching.
4: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. You know, that's probably part of the, the the four and twelve too. Is just this understanding that Ron's not going to be able to be fully the coach for these next seven weeks while he does the treatment which is just I mean so tough and you know you feel for him having having built this whole thing over the offseason and now he's got to step away when it matters the most uh you know just just has got to really be pain in him um one of the things he's done you know he's certainly made sure his his plays will get run his directives will get followed he's left directions on what to do how to do it and this won't be like jack's in charge today so it's a jack del rio practice now jack's in charge today but he's reading off the sheet that ron wrote before he left like he's gonna run the ron rivera practice so so from an identity standpoint they're still good but i gotta think you lose something i know that's intangible you can't quantify that but like everybody loves ron everybody has responded to him so well he's kind of established himself as the guy um but for him to not be there like you can't quite put your finger on it, but yeah, it's, it's going to hurt. And it, it stinks. And I I just really feel for him. Like that's a tough situation.
2: Yeah, for sure. I, I could only imagine, but I'm hoping that these guys can kind of pull together and somewhat surprises, which I'm hoping he's, he's doing as well. And my last, my last question and before Todd takes back over, takes back over is uh, pretty much the fan, the people on Twitter, all the fans, they're tired of the burgundy and yellow. They want to know we gonna if we can get some white on. If you could put in a word to get some <laughs> white and white on white pants and white jerseys this week, we, oh man, we, we would love it. So
4: <laughs> that would look fresh. I, I like the helmets already. I don't know where you guys are at. I'm, Absolutely, I've enjoyed that. I enjoyed the new helmet look. Uh, somebody wore it to the scrimmage. It was either Hopkins or Tressway. Somebody wore the white on white, and we all saw it like. Ah, oh, that does look fresh.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, I'd be in for that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of wonder how much Ron cares about that and, and, you know, thinks about that. He's got so much other stuff going on, but I mean, it'd be cool to see, hopefully, hopefully it's it, it, one, another, one other difference between uh, Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio and uh, Julie Donaldson and uh, Jason Wright, all these people are on social media, you know, Bruce Allen wasn't on social yeah. media, Jay Gruden wasn't. In. So they, you know, I'm sure they see some stuff. So, We have a game on Sunday. The Eagles are are the better team, 100%. But they have some uh, issues of their own injuries, right? Offensive line, wide receiver, secondary. They cut second and a third-round pick from a couple years ago. Um, So week one versus Philly, this team, I would say, is at a disadvantage coming into a new system and everything being new. But they're at a bit less of a disadvantage if they were – if Philadelphia were at full health. Like, are you are you – anticipating a competition, a competitive game, or are you expecting Philly to kind of just take over?
4: I think we'll see just how much this defensive line can take over a game. Like I was watching the Lakers game the other night, just like those moments where LeBron's like, okay, everybody get out of the way. I will win this game now. Like in football, it's so hard to do that. Like can Chase Young do that? Can Ryan Kerrigan do that? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, if they can do that, it, you know, and you nailed it. The Eagles offensive line is beat up, man. Yeah. Like it, this is their chance. If they can get to Carson Wentz and find a way to do that. Yes. Th- this could be a football game. Football's a tough sport though. Cause you gotta be, if not good at every position, like manageable at every position, there, there are weaknesses here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there are weaknesses in, in, in linebacker and the secondary. Um, so I, I fear that the Eagles will ultimately be too much for them. Um, but, man, it, it would be fun to see, certainly. I, I think the sack potential is very high this weekend, that's
3: for sure. I would say one of the things I, I've always enjoyed about hearing you is just you can kind of hear the excitement in your voice when you talk about football, and just in general, Washington or otherwise. It's, it's something you're clearly very passionate about. So I think that's why we enjoy talking to you about it and hearing you speak about it. Also, um, your Twitter profile picture, which is also the one we're seeing right now, is one of the most iconic pictures <laughs> in my world, I've just, I I just feel like I know that picture is Michael Phillips. It's no one else. It has not changed. That's who it is. Um, I can't change it now. (laughs) No, you you can't. You can't. You absolutely cannot. I would have no idea who you were anymore. Um, (laughs) Okay. So, you know, I think this is the last question for me, unless it has something else. Just it's been a long off season. We've also had coronavirus, you know, outside of football, just in our lives. And so, I mean, just a normal NFL season starting is exciting. But this one is, is next level, just as someone who covers the NFL, Washington, and someone who's also a fan of the game. How excited are you compared to just even a regular season for football to start here tomorrow?
4: Yeah, man, we, we need this. I, I I feel greedy. Like I I get to be there. I I know nobody else gets to be there and like, I (laughs) I don't rub it in, but like, (laughs) I I feel like I get like double presents on Christmas here. But, uh, you, I also love though, like, you know, we always, you get the Thursday game or the Monday night game. You get to stay at home Sunday and watch red zone. I love that too. Like I'm, I'm all about that too. So Yeah. yeah, you name the time. I'll be there watching football. That's for sure. Uh, I, yeah, you, you nailed it. This is like – because the basketball has has felt like a little off, having mm-hmm. it in August and in the bubble and all that. And, yeah. You know, all the other stuff. And I, I don't know. I'm just not a get-into-baseball guy, so it doesn't register for me. Um, you, you know, beyond I'll go to a game or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it feels like this is going to be the first, like, normal sports thing this happening. Yeah. so like JP and Pete those guys are into golf so they can watch the golf I'm, I'm not a golf guy no, I would no, imagine no. that's I would imagine that's still super normal uh, but, <laughs> but for me this is this is like this is going to be the most normal sports thing to happen since we had March Madness stolen from us
3: that is true I hadn't even thought of that this is the only one that's actually didn't have to stop and is starting on time so that is yeah and here's the hoping I mean MLB had their outbreak, and that's, I guess since then they've done well. So here's the hoping the NFL doesn't have their outbreak. I mean, yeah. it, it, it could be tough, but here's the hoping that happens, I guess. Um, I think that's all I have. Tate, do you have anything else to add?
2: Uh, we, hit, we hit everything.
3: Well, we appreciate all the What was that? We did it all. Yeah, yeah. Yes,
0: sir.
3: <laughs> we appreciate your time very much. It was a pleasure uh, talking to you. We hope that for your sake – that you have a lot more positive to write about this year than negative (laughs) because that I'm sure makes your job much more fun. Um, But either way, we'll be reading it. We'll be following along. So thank you again for your time, Mike. We have enjoyed speaking to you. Appreciate it.